everybody welcome to encourage radio this is ron and Raina in the room hello all right and alongside of us we have the master of buttons jacob miller say hi hi all right <laughs> we are in the room together and we are jumping on this and they were just kind of making fun of each other because they're dealing with a little allergies or sniffles <laughs> and they felt like they sounded but they don't they don't at all and so it was kind of funny the title of this is how to build confidence and develop a healthy self-image oh, that so I was, is hilarious i asked Raina, i said are you lacking confidence in in doing the opener or speaking because of you feel like you have like a little allergy nose and she said of course yes but she doesn't <laughs> At times, we all sound like that. Jacob, you can do some sound effects, right? And oh, I can. Oh, you my can, goodness. I can make her voice go up or down. You can make her sound like a chipmunk, or you can make her... I mean, Are you serious? Yeah, we don't want to do <laughs> no, it. No, we don't can. do it now. <laughs> That'll really affect self-image. I just kind of have that Demi Moore voice, you know? Yeah. Does yeah. that show my age? Are, Is that like, from like the 80s? You Is mean that? like she sounds... Um, Lower. Oh, like lower? Lower voice. At least you don't have the Marlboro Man voice. Oh, yeah. Or the, yeah. 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 We don't have, you don't know, you guys don't have that. So we, all right. So here's the thing. Welcome, man. We pray you guys are having a good day. I know we're full on into like the new school schedule. And of course, it's, it's still hot, even though people are saying summer's over. Um, so, you know, it's, it's hot schedules, it's hot weather, it's busy times, and you're probably facing some unique challenges. Um, with your kiddos because of new season, new school, new ventures um, that they're in front of. Maybe it's even things they've asked for. Like maybe they're saying like, I want to play this. I want to try this. And and now that they're in it, uh, they don't feel confident. And that maybe, may, maybe it's not even any of that. Maybe you just have a normal kid. When I say that, like all kiddos, even adults, you're going to learn today. I pray that this podcast isn't just for kids. Like what we're going to talk about today uh, is we all go through this. Yeah. Now, the key to this is mom and dad understanding this helps you understand your child, mm. like reminding yourself that we go through this. But hot season, uh, hot schedules, hot academics, all of that is combined, can sometimes drain drain us. Mm. And when that happens, we lose self-confidence, and maybe we are tempted to redefine a, a, a healthy self-image. You know, if you, you can remember being in school, it doesn't take long to go to school to put on the new shoes and new outfit and five minutes into the class, 15 people make fun of you, whatever. I'm just using an illustration and your kids come home and maybe some negative things have been said. And you started out with an awesome breakfast, an awesome day and the lights and their eyes are bright. They come home and they're not so bright. And you're like, what happened? And you know that now their self image is being attacked. And so let's deal with this today. How do you build confidence and develop a healthy self-image? Right, let me let me put you in the mood. I don't know if this ever happened to you. Let me put you in the moment. Little Johnny says, I want to play soccer. Little Susie, I want to play soccer. I want to cheer. I want to dance. Whatever. Pick the event. And um, you sign them up. They're excited. Get the uniform. Get the shoes. Get the outfit. Get the number. Got the hair bands. Like, you got the whole deal. Mm. You look the part. And you take them to the field, class, hall, school, 
and they cling to your leg. <laughs> They're hanging on for life. <laughs> and you're, you know, you're like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, you asked for this. Get out there. And they just hang on to your leg or, or maybe depend upon their age. They, they're not hanging on to the leg, but they're certainly not in it. Right. And you're like, come on. Now, listen, here's what we normally say. Go on out there. Like, look at all your friends. Like, you know your friends. There's Bobby. There's Janice. There's, like, name the kid up. Like, get out there. Like, you know what to do. Like, they're friends. Just, and they still, they won't move. Mm. And you're like, come on, just get out there with, like, everybody else. Yeah. Now, hang on. What do we say to them next? They come home from school three days later. Maybe they did something not so smart. And you say this. Well, why did you do what everybody else did? Wow. Do you hear the conflicting message? One minute you're telling them, get out there and do what everybody else is doing. Yeah. And then the next moment you're like, well, if your friends jumped off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge too? And what if they to come? What are they? Well, yeah, mom, dad, like I was doing what everybody else did. Yeah. That's not a healthy way to develop confidence and uh, in, in, in a healthy self-image. And we give conflicting messages hmm. on that. Now, here's what we know about confidence and self-image. Everybody struggles with it. Yes. At all stages. Yeah, no matter what your age. No matter your age. No matter your occupation. No, no matter if you're like CEO of something, like you're considered top of the ladder, um, you still struggle with it. For instance, write this down. When, when, it, when you have kids, here's what they're doing. They're learning the status of confidence and self-worth. Like, they don't know what that word means. Yeah. Like, they're literally, like, learning that. Like, what is what is confidence? What is self-worth? Like, I don't know. Like, they wouldn't even know how to define that. You know what's a, what's a good exercise? Ask your kids what did they think confidence is. Mm, that's be, good. Right. It is. I mean, it's a, it's a great way to learn what they're thinking it is. That way you can either uh, refine it, redefine it, erase it, start over, that definition they give you. Ask them what they think self-worth means. I mean, you'd be surprised the answers they give. Some of them are amazingly on spot. Mm. You're like, wow, Merriam-Webster Dictionary needs to use that definition of self-worth. But kids are learning the status of it. So when they're clinging to your leg and you're saying, get out there with everybody else, you can't just say that. Mm. Like, you can't just say, you signed up for this, get out there. Like, you have to take a moment. And you have to explain to them what they're feeling, why they're feeling it, mm. um, what's what's happening right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had one daughter that no matter what it was, it took us six months to convince <laughs> her she could do it. <laughs> and once she did it, she loved it. Oh my gosh, and was awesome at it. But Raina would spend six months like, all right, we're getting ready. All right, I mean, yeah, we're getting ready for. <laughs> we're getting ready. And it was getting ready for six months. Yeah. yeah. It, I, I joke, it wasn't six months, and some things it was, I think. Um, but it, now for teens, okay, so this happens for all of us. For teens, it's finding the location of self-worth yeah. and confidence. What does yes. that mean? It means environment to environment, day to day, sometimes moment by moment, event by event, because they can't see past the situation. They can't. No. They are constantly asking, where 
is my self-worth. Yeah. yeah. They're okay. putting it in other things. Exactly. Okay, see, with kids, they don't know to put it into something. They want to know what it is. Yeah. Remember that. they Your little ones want to know what it is. Teens are, are trying to find out where is it. Yeah. I thought it was in my friendship base, but now they've they're bullying me or they're hanging out without me or they've they've uh you know devalued my trust hmm. um they've broken that trust relationship where is it maybe they put it into clothing maybe they put it into sports maybe they right they put it into so many other things and it changes for that age yeah uh, yes. one minute they're good at dance and the next minute they're not like i can clearly remember being the fastest kid in my class when i was in 5th grade I can remember that. I come back sixth grade, and I can, like, first day, I'm like, all right, guys, line up, let's race. And I came in dead last. Mm. And I was like, let's uh, let's do that again. Like, I got new shoes. Like, something went wrong. Yeah. And I kept losing. Well, I went to the pediatrician, obviously, annual, and he's like, you've grown so much. You know, there's gaps in between your bones and your muscles. And because of the the, the growth, you're, you're just a little, you're a little awkward right yeah. now. Yeah. And I can remember, like, how did I go from first to last in, like, four months, the summer months, whatever they were? I lost confidence. I was like, what in the world? I'm not not getting involved in races anymore. I'm going to do something else. Mm. Okay? So that's what I mean. So teens are asking, where? All right, well, adults. Um, Adults go through confidence building and self-image identifying. We're asking, what's going to be my impact? Mm. Am I leaving a legacy? What difference am I making? Mm. No matter in your 20s, or 30s, 40s, 50s, go on up the ladder. Adults constantly ask that question. I ask that as a minister. I'm constantly asking, like, what's going to be my impact? What's Is there going to be a legacy? Am I really making a difference? Did that individual sermon do anything like are the like so we all go through it mm. so this podcast honestly is is for every one of us mm-hmm. but now let's talk to parents again as we learn these lessons these things we can teach our children and uh, our teens okay so we all deal with it but here's the number one thing i think we have to realize and constantly remind ourselves first of all you have to start telling your kids at an early age. I'm talking at an like at an early age that the world we live in bases your confidence and your self-worth off of a false sense of values. Mm, yeah. It's a mirage. Yeah. So the world tells you that it's all about beauty. Yeah. And and by that what I mean by is beauty popularity um it's more than just looks, but it's pop. I mean, think about all the magazines and the ads that are out. They only feature like the best of everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember, Raina, we had this one lady um, in our church who used to work for a national, national. She was a marketer, photographer for a very nat- large national firm. Victoria's Secret. Okay. <laughs> okay. And here's why that word's important. Those two words are important. Because we would talk to her and and she would say, oh, yeah, the models and the people like that, like we go in and brush them up a whole lot. Even though there's they're like 80% there, like we finish it to 100%. Like yeah. We'll slim off here, we'll, we'll slim off there. And that was years and years yes. ago. That was 25 years ago. Yeah, like they remove blemishes and freckles and discoloration. Mm-hmm. And now we know that. 
but do we? Right. Like we we look at the ads and images and we're like, I I can never look like that. Yeah. And we try. So the world sets up a false sense of value based upon beauty, popularity. Uh, it, here's another one. Brains yeah. or ability. You know what I mean? Ability, like ability, yeah. Yeah, like brains, not not just IQ, but why am I not smart in this area? Right. Why am I a little slow, maybe, in what others define as slow in this area? Yes. My goodness, I look back now. My girls did phenomenal through school. You know, not me. I had more fun than I did academics. Mm-hmm. And I look back at that, and, and I'm like, wow. You know, so we often have this false sense of value that if I'm not smart, if I'm not super quick, if I'm not good in this area, then I'm not good right. as a person. It's so, almost like we feel like there's this bar that is raised in every area of our life. Yeah. You know, whether it be to please that coach. Like we start out with the mindset of, okay, if I please my soccer coach, then I'm good. Yeah. Or yes. if I make that goal, then I'm good. Well, then we start transferring that into the next phase of life into those teen years. Yeah. You know, if I'm not good enough because I'm not hearing from my friends, oh. uh, we transfer that into relationships, yeah. um, friendships, boyfriends, girlfriends, things like that. Oh, yeah. That, that people-pleasing, that standard of living of where my identity is. And then I think we just start adding the bars up. And then as mm, we yeah. grow into adulthood— you know, we're ever seeking to to measure up, right? And to be able to be maxed out in every area at the best we can possibly perform yeah. or produce. Yeah. And so we have to always. I mean, I think these principles that we're learning, you know, really cross over into each other. And if we don't watch it, then the layers are so heavy that yeah. we have no idea how to kind of crawl out of it. And only by the grace of God and our foundation, I think where you're getting to, in our identity in Christ, um, that's where we're going to be able to have that restart of what identity looks like. Yeah, I mean, well said. Uh, we do. We raise the bar. And then the bars become heavy. So, yeah, in short— um, like if you have to go, you have to jump in into work and so forth. In short, um, here the answer is not simple, but it is a simple answer, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's a daily reminder of this. It's not just simply said, but it's it is simply stated. Uh, so the 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 end result is like the bar that God sets for us is not heavy. Mm-hmm. So becoming who God wants me to be is not heavy like. Um, like me trying to this, you know, uh, perform for somebody else that constantly weighs down on me, which is why the Bible tells us to, to live as unto the Lord and to work mm. as unto the Lord. The more I live unto Him and work unto Him, life for me actually gets lighter yeah. mm-hmm. versus if I'm working to try to please others, it gets uh, heavier. Now, yes, all of us you know, deal with constant image issues, beauty, all of us deal with constant brains issue. Am I smart enough? Am I good enough? Am I enough? Here's the third one that the the, the false value is, is bucks, money. Yeah. Uh, now, little ones don't know the concept of money, but they know when little Susie's standing beside them with a the brighter pair of ballet shoes and theirs aren't as bright. 
Yes. Um, they, 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 they can look at little ones and say, you know, their outfit or their hat, they, they see it in things. Teens obviously see it. Uh, you know, I can remember we went to a private Christian school and a friend of mine showed up with sort of dirty old tennis shoes. I hate to say this, but the school like made him go home. And I thought that was horrible. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? And his family at the moment just wasn't able to afford sort of newer shoes. I'm like, really? And I was in like seventh grade, and I remember thinking that was kind of dumb. Mm. Like that wasn't nice, you know, to 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 do. It. But teenagers know that. Adults know it in terms of like money. Oh yeah. Like we still value, we still base our value on. I'm not making the income someone else is making, and I know I'll work just as hard or harder. And then when you become older, you're like, I don't think I have as much in my retirement account as others do. So we all face these. And, and if we look at the false values that the world places, then that gives us a false sense of belonging, yeah. mm-hmm. purpose, meaning. And so we have to learn how to teach our kids from a very early age and all the way through life because, again, your children now will be adults later, yeah. and they're still going to face the issues of beauty, brains, and bucks. So, what is the what does the Bible tell you and I? So, how what is a, a solid biblical response parents can take on giving them confidence and self worth? First of all, you you have to teach them to recognize what God says. Mm. Yeah, like show them what God values. God values the heart. The Bible tells us that man looks at the outward; God looks at the heart. God values the heart. Um, God, obviously, God values fruitful, uh, not not rich, if you know what I mean, like rich in the world. God values character yeah. uh, over appearance. Yeah. God values character over emotions. And so you have to begin teaching, or like Raina said, the, the layers or the bars that we set, uh, those layers can become so heavy, and then you do spend a lot of time just – peeling back layer after layer. So depending upon how many layers are in their head, it's, that's why when you talk to a teenager and you're like, just think this way, well, it's hard for them because that may have only hit two out of 10 layers. Mm. And so you got to learn how to to peel those back. Maybe it's the layer of hurt. Maybe it's a layer of rejection. Maybe it's the layer of misplaced values, but you have to work through with them on that. You know, you also have to show, Randy, you're big on this one. You said it months ago. You said, You've noticed this in children's ministry that we're not teaching children how to solve problems. No. no like not. they're not experiencing failure enough and letting them learn from failure. Mm-hmm. So we're not teaching them how to, okay, if this has now happened, then what do I do? Like when, when for them, when they're when they're faced with a problem, they almost just kind of give up. Right. Like if I'm not as pretty as this person, I'm done. If I don't have the right outfit, I'm done. If I'm not as smart as I'm done, instead of just reevaluating yourself based upon how how God, because as a minister, I look at other ministers, I do, we all, and I look at them and I'm like, I literally preach the same message and no one came forward on mine, but 5,000 came forward on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like comparison. Um, even, yeah, comparison. Right. I I look at that, but you you have to begin teaching your children like how to solve problems. All right, let's go back to the illustration of you. They sign up for soccer, walk out to the field. You wanted this, and then let go of my leg. Well, what what do you do at that moment? Here's here's what you do, and it's, it's for all of us. You say, walk with me. 
Like, I'll walk out there to the field with you, and I'm going to introduce you to your friends. We're going to listen to what happens, and let's see if you're ready then. And walk with them. Now, I get it. This can We can extrapolate this podcast out to like other behavior issues that I know are extraneous around it. So I am simplifying it a bit depending upon the situation before and after in that individual child. But for the most part, you're saying walk with me. Why are those three words so important? Because that's what Jesus said. Mm. Walk with me. Yeah. And the more we walk with him, then the more we learn how to handle situations. But you're teaching them to problem solve. Like you're teaching them to ask questions like, God, what is it you want from me? I'm looking at someone else, but what do you want from me? What am I supposed to learn in this situation? How are you growing my character? Like those are the words that you use. You also, we, we got to start teaching our, our children um, to fail and then give them a healthy perspective on failure. Mm. Yeah. Like it's okay to fail. Oh, yeah. Like we live in Florida. Uh, what's the name of the house where the two guys? It's the Ford, um, Ford Edison Museum. Yeah, Ford. Edison Ford. Yeah, Edison Ford. Mm-hmm. They're they're they were best friends, and their houses were side by side. Their winter homes or whatever. It's a cool little visit. It's it's around Tampa or something like that, isn't uh, it? Uh, Fort Myers. Fort Myers, Tampa. Mm-hmm. Edison Ford. Just look that up. It's it's very affordable um, to drive to. And what you learn from there is like you go into his, both of their garages, and it lists all the experiments they tried and failed. Oh, yeah. Like the rubber plant to get to tires. Like you literally get to see in Edison, like you get to see like where he experimented and where he failed. And I think it tells a story of how that whole house burnt down. And somebody was like, what are you going to do? There was like a thousand experiments. He goes, well, time to start over. I wouldn't have probably had that attitude. You can you can see Ford's models that was there. My my point, oh, that's a good little place to take your kids, even teens, and walk them through like this. Look at the results of a healthy perspective on failure. Yeah, failure is not the end result. We learn from that, and I think we have to start teaching our kids. You're going to fail in the area of beauty. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, Raina. Well, what I was thinking is you used to always share this illustration with the girls when they were little, and you shared whenever you would play soccer, and you had a soccer coach that whenever you would mess up on the field, you would have to say, my bad. Oh, I forgot about that. My bad. Well, so many times we forget to say, my bad. We're yeah. afraid to apologize. We're afraid to say, mm. I was wrong, or my bad. Yeah. Well, that is a self-acknowledgement that I got to change something. Wow. You know, and so many times we don't want to mention that. It's kind of like, I'm not going to let you one-up me and admit that, you know, I need to work on this. But all of us, you know, we have to kind of stop, reflect, because so many times we play the blame game in life now. Or, you know, it was your fault that this happened and your fault that this happened. Unless we self-reflect and be able to kind of like, okay, Lord, you know, you show me today. Right. Show me where I need to grow in you. Show me what I need to maybe tweak in my own attitude before I start pointing the finger somewhere else. Mm. And I think as we do that, we find out where our identity is is coming from. Right. Absolutely. As, as we're able to just say something so simple and playing a game, right. saying my bad. Right. Yeah. 
So yeah. I forgot about Jake, Jacob, but you were wanting to comment on something. I was just going to say, going off that, that then like you acknowledge that like you messed up and you can learn from it. Because right. if not, then you're just going to push it away and you might yeah. not even acknowledge that there was something to change. Right. right. No, 100%. I forgot all about that. I, I say it now and sometimes don't even realize I say it. I accidentally just rub shoulders with some dude, you know, like we were turning the corner and and I just kind of bumped elbow and I was like, my bad. I mean, because my coach literally ingrained that in us. Mm. And for that lesson, I totally forgot about that, that lesson. The acknowledgement of that is what you guys said. It's like, okay, there was something I did wrong. Uh, here was a failure. That was my... F- it's also teaching them to take responsibility for yeah. it and recognizing that every day you're not going to wake up and be the most beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're not going to be the the brightest, baddest, smartest, and you're not going to have the most bucks. Okay, the world evaluates. I mean, just think of the TV shows that that our kids are exposed to. They see, you know, folks unrealistically driving around in Ferraris, and they're getting out with, you know, designer labels everywhere and red carpet treatment. And then we get up and walk outside, and you know, you got a flat tire, and there's no red carpet. It's gravel. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if we look at how the world values things. Man, our our self-image and confidence is literally can be destroyed every day. But when I I realize, okay, God, that failure was there for a reason. Maybe there's an area of my character that you're trying to... um, We have to teach our kids how to problem solve. What does that mean? God, what did you intend this for? What about my life needs to be changed? Where are you in this? Was this protection the failure was that protection for me. Am I not supposed to be going? Like I remember trying out for um, football. I tried baseball, wasn't good at it, and so my dad was like, "Well, let's try football." I was so skinny. Like my dad jokes, I could hang glide on a Dorito. <laughs> you know, I could hide behind a flagpole when it rained and never get wet. Kind of a deal. Um, I tried out for football, and I could still remember sitting in the truck and watching the coach talk to my dad, and his head was going back left and right. Like no, I was like, okay. And then my dad was honest with me. He goes, well, here's why. He goes, you're still a little underweight and you're a little thin. And my dad literally said, he was like, you'd probably get killed out there. Like there's some big kids. Mm. So maybe failure is God's protection. Yeah. And I, 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 I can remember that. I was like, okay, I get that. I wasn't like, dang, I want to be a football. I can remember going, oh, it makes sense to me. I understand yes. that. To, so teach them to problem solve and not just because the same thoughts you have roaming around in your head of negativity are the same ones they have. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm no good. I wasn't meant for this. Who am I? Why is everybody else better than me? The, the, the same thoughts you have. So translate what's in your head out of your mouth to help them become, you know, better at handling. Here's really another good one. And I think we can end on this. Teach them what to value. Mm. So we started out with our world is is built on a false sense of values. Yeah. Well, you got to teach them what to value. Like, what does that mean? God created them. God made them fearfully and wonderfully. There's no other kid like them. So don't compare. Mm-hmm. Nobody else has your eyes. Nobody else has your fingerprints. Nobody else has your 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 personality, your ability. Don't. That's that's unfair. Because it's unfair if they were trying to uh, uh, look at you and, and want to be you. You don't want them to be you because you were created uniquely by God. God, cre- remind them of that. Remind yourself of that. Here's another one. Remind them that God has a plan for their life. Yeah. Academics, athletics, 
Obviously, we want your kids to take care of themselves. Obviously, we want them to finish school, you know, improve their intelligence. Obviously, we we want them to make a good living. So we're not against beauty, brains, and bucks. We're just putting it in its proper perspective. Yeah. So we want them to be boys and girls of initiative, mm-hmm. like to raise the bar higher and some, but not raise the bar so high on self-reliance and others reliant that it becomes a heavy measurement mm-hmm. against us yeah. than it does tools to help us, you know, grow in Christ. But remind them that above all else, God has a plan for your life, and the rest of your life is spent trying to discover that. Here's the last one is seal that the affirmation uh, that serving God is above all else. That serving God, they're going to want to serve a paycheck. They're going to want to serve a friend. They're going to want to serve an image. They're going to want to serve an ideal. But only when they learn that self-image and confidence comes from serving God mm-hmm. and yes. hearing from Him, yeah. that our world, if not careful, is is set up to make you fail. I love this just because, of course, you know, as women at Waterstone, we're going mm. through a new prayer study. And um, today, you know, it was a reiteration of thy kingdom come. Mm. And the primary focus in the beginning is really getting your eyes on Christ and who God is Mm. before you bring your list of of insecurities or whatever it may be. Yeah. But I think it goes back to God created me. Like there's that mom out there or that dad or that single mom, whatever it may be, that may be saying, okay, you created me. So many times I feel like a failure right now. Or God has a plan in the midst of all the decisions that I'm having to make, um, maybe for your parents, whatever it may be. So I think that these steps, you know, of course, like you said, transfer into adulthood. But I do love the seal the affirmation of serving God above all else, to know that as we walk to please him. Right. That he's going to work out all those other details. Oh, he yeah. knows where we feel inadequate and maybe how we perform at work or how we perform on the field. Mm. He's going to come in and give us, you know, what we're looking for yeah. um, ultimately. And so because if not we're always searching right. and we'll always be empty, but yes, as a parent, help teach your kids now. So they can live an even more abundant life. Right. Don't let them grow old in the church, you know, but not grow up right. in their walk with Christ. Um, and it's up to us to to believe those as parents, these steps as parents, in order to be able to transfer it to our kids. Yeah, I love it that you, you tied that back to Thy Kingdom, the current sermon series we were in, uh, because that's what you have to remind your kids, that we live— in this worldly kingdom, and if we're not careful, we can think that's that the that's the defining measure of mm-hmm. all things. But you have to teach them that there is a greater kingdom, a greater purpose, and a greater hope. If not, yeah. they're gonna be just like you. They're gonna look at how much money's in the bank. Do I have the approval of others? Like those are natural, natural daily things that happen. Yeah. And it appeals to all of us. And we can certainly feel like a failure when we sit around the round table of friends, workers, life's measurements, we can sit around that round table and go, good night, I'm, I'm nothing. But it's that's not the measurement. The measurement of what God is doing in your life, how he created you, who he created you to be, remember that is when you find the what mm. and the where and the how 
of your identity and confidence, all things you struggle with as a child, as a teen, and as an adult. Man, I pray this has been, a, as always, literally, it's a play on words, but it's intentional, an encouragement. That's what we pray for you guys. It's a brand new day, and it's a brand new day for your kiddos. And so, Raina and Jacob, thank you guys for joining in today. It was fun. No problem. We love the commentary. We love the thoughts. We love you guys being a part of it as well. Enjoy. Have a blessed day. We're praying for you. And as always, we pray this thing just grows organically, but it is dependent upon you to share um, and like and even subscribe and just being uh, available to share with others um, what we pray God is doing through Encourage Radio uh, and encouragement to families and to marriages. Have a blessed day, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.